Thank you so much for choosing this podcast from CFTN Payson. We are Church for the Nations in Payson, Arizona. We are a Bible-believing church and believe God has a word for you today. You can reach us at www.cftnpayson.com or you can give us a call at 928-444-8791. We hope that you're blessed by the message that you've chosen today. God bless So this morning I'm going to talk about something that's really, really goes right along with the nature of God and what God's all about. And since it's Father's Day, it's going to really lean into the fathers and, and even all the men. I don't care if you're a father or not. Uh, if you haven't had the opportunity to biologically uh, father your own children, you have the opportunity to, to father uh, young men in the kingdom. And so everybody has an opportunity to be that, to be a father. And maybe, maybe life circumstances has, has brought it to, to where you can't be a father to your biological, but, or, or something's happened, but you have the opportunity to start over. You have an opportunity to, to really be um, that, that catalyst for a young man or a young woman uh, to become everything that they have. Because honestly, that's what it's all about. It's all about getting us beyond our situations into our destiny. And if we can help somebody get there, then we get there as well. Amen? Amen. So who wants to operate in abundance? Yes. A few of you. The rest of you can come up for confession afterwards. Who wants to release generational blessings? Yeah. Right. We are we all about generations here. We believe that without that alignment, without the connection of the generations before during and after, we won't have the fullness of God or see the kingdom manifest. Who wants a more effective Christian life? Yeah. That's right. See, the foundation under faith, love, hope, obedience, making room for the Spirit, the foundation under all of that is honor. Do you realize that every miracle that Jesus ever did, every breakthrough that he had, absolutely everything that happened in Jesus' life was based on people honoring him and honoring him who he was. If you had a breakthrough in your life while you were walking with Jesus, it was because you honored him and who he was. Amen? Amen. Makes sense? So if everything has to do with honor, that's the foundation. Okay, now in the Christian church... The Christians, we seem to we have the idea of what honor is. However, we only have a portion of what honor is. See, when we think of honor generally in the church in the church arena, we think of the pictures of someone carrying somebody's bag for them or serving in sub in submission, complete submission for the person. Or the man of God, he needs everything, so we lavish this honor. But it's all out of a an obedience, or all out of a um, authority. This idea that we need to give him everything, or her, or whatever. So our honor honor has been kind of misguided, and we've come to a place where it really causes some frustration. Who's frustrated with honor? <laughs> a few honest people. See, I'm frustrated with honor too, but not honor as what godly honor. 
I'm frustrated with the definition of what honor has been brought to us in the idea of uh, there was a movement some years back and probably still is in some areas, but there was a, a movement of armor bearers. And this, uh, this movement was fine in its beginning. In its purest of forms, being an armor bearer is absolutely biblical. But the men that were soliciting armor bearers took it into a, a perverted state, a completely non-godly way. What it does is it ruins... Who, who has a bad taste in their mouth from, from things that have happened in church? Yeah. Okay? So it's because we don't understand honor. See, honor actually means to esteem at the highest level. Well, you're saying, well, well pastor, that sounds like what you're asking. No, it's to add weight to. It comes from a time when the people actually weighed their shekels. When you took money to somebody, they would weigh it, and that would be how much it was worth. It had weight. So the more it weighed, the more it was worth. So it's the same with honor. The more honor we place on something, the more weight it has in our life. Okay? So it's not necessarily a person. It can be. It can be, but more, more or less... It's what the person carries. You can't look at the person and put honor on them. Because how many know people let you down? Yep. Right? So until, until we put a weight on what that person carries or what that person is bringing, that's what God has done through their life is what you're putting the weight on. That's the honor that's due. And so... It's not necessarily the person because I think when we start to honor the person or the position, if you honor the position, if you honor me because I'm standing here talking to you, you're wrong. That's the wrong reason to honor me. If you honor me because of what I can do for you, it's the wrong. No, I don't even ask you to honor me as a person. Honor the gift that God has placed in me. Now, I will guarantee you I'm going to let you down. I'm going to guarantee you that somewhere along the line, you're going to have the opportunity to feel dishonored or to feel like it's my own agenda or whatever. But I feel like there, that's where we go awry because you're looking to me. Don't look at to, to me. Look at the gift of God in me. See, honor is not... It's not enough to feel honor. You know, sometimes you're in, in somebody's presence. If the President of the United States walked in here, I don't care if it's Obama, everybody here would put down their stuff and recognize that the President of the United States is here. Now, you may say, nah, nah, he's a, that's, uh, that's not my president or whatever. But I, I guarantee you, if the presidential limos pulled up here and he exited the car, there would be an awe. There would be, if there's not, there should be. Because that's the position in which God has put him in. The place that he has, we need to honor that that is the highest place in the land. He has the most headaches, the most stress, the most, the most heartache of anybody else in the land. So yes, you may not agree with his policies. And yes, you may not agree with him as a president. It doesn't matter. The fact that God has placed him, and I know some of you may say God didn't place him there, but I have news for you. He did. Because 
at least the people of God put him there. Because if the Christians wouldn't have voted for him, he wouldn't have made it. Okay, so I'm going to leave my political soapbox. So, honor must include an outward expression. Okay? It must include an outward expression or it's just lip service. In Isaiah 29, 13 and 14, it says, Inasmuch as these people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but have removed their hearts from me, far from me, and their fear towards me is taught by the commandments of men, it's superficial to them. See, this is what it's talking about. It's, it's not enough to say, I honor you. It's not enough to say, even feel it. If your actions and your, and your movements and the way that you conduct yourselves don't, don't uh, actually mirror the honor of God, then that honor is not part of it. It's got to be a heart thing. Honor includes a heart condition, an outward expression, or respect and reverence. I'm going to go to a familiar story, and most of us know this story as the prodigal son. I, think, I actually think it needs to be named something else, and we'll talk about that later on. But it is a story that we all know as the prodigal son. And we all know it, but I'm going to read it, and it's going to be in the message, so it's going to be like, I'm just talking to you, right? So Luke, it's Luke 15, 11 to 24. Then he said, there was once a man who had two sons. The younger said to his father, Father, I want right now what's coming to me. Everybody say right now. now. We're plagued with a society of want it now, right? Going on. So the father divided the property between them. It wasn't long before the younger son packed his bags and left for a distant country. See, he demanded his inheritance. I want it now. And then he decides, well, I'm going to go out. I'm gonna, I know what I'm doing. I, I, got this, I got this handled. So he went to a distant land. And see, back then the culture allowed that. It was dishonoring, but they allowed it. So he did it. He split up his stuff and he gave the, the, the half to his son. There, undisciplined, everybody said undisciplined, undisciplined. and dissipated, he wasted everything he had. And after he had gone through all of his money, there was a bad famine all through the country, and he began to hurt. He signed on with a citizen there who assigned him to his field to slop the pigs. So he was so hungry, he would have eaten the corn cobs and the pig slop, but no one would give him any. He left. He lived a frivolous lifestyle, self-centered. It's all about me. Soon, you know... Money and friends, everything was gone. And he hit rock bottom. Anybody here ever hit rock bottom? Okay, a few of you. That brought him to his senses. And he said, all those farmhands working for my my father sit down at three meals a day, and here I am starving to death. I'm going back to my father, and I'll say to him, Father, I've sinned against God. I've sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son. Take me on as a hired hand. And he got right up and went home to his father. I'm going to break right there because I'm I'm going to read something. Stephanie posted something on Facebook uh, yesterday, actually, I think it was, that was really good. 
And I had asked you, who has hit rock bottom? And I, I have. I've been there. If we are honest, we will admit that we love to be honored. And we get our feelings hurt when we don't feel honored. We preach about culture of honor. The truth is, unless we die to ourselves in selfish ambition, there is no honor. Honor comes when we die to our feelings and, our, and desires for it. Basically, if we desire honor, that has to die. At least, that is what I found in my own life. She's, she's uh, disclaiming it here. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That's in Philippians 2, 5, and 9. So here the son is dying to himself. When I was 19 years old, I decided, you know what? I got the world by the tail. I'm going to move to sunny Sarasota, Florida, live on the beaches. I'm going to have it all. I even went and bought myself a convertible Camaro I couldn't afford so that I could cruise the beach and be everything I wasn't. So, now I didn't get half my inheritance. But I did go, and I did squander. And I spent a lot of time trying to figure out why life wasn't going the way I wanted it to go. And I came to a point in my life where, you know what? I'm tired of working for, for minimum wage. I'm tired, of, I'm tired of trying to make this car payment. I'm trying to make the rent pay. I'm tired of, of having a real life. I'm tired of being so overextended I can't handle it anymore. So guess what my first thing I thought of doing? Going home to daddy. But I also knew that I had lived a life that wasn't pleasing. I had also, I, mean, I kind of find myself in the same story. I find myself kind of, okay, if I go back there, I'm going to have to kind of give up on some stuff. I'm going to have to, to kind of swallow my words a little bit. And so, uh, but you know what? They were there. Sure, come on home. And I must say, my dad responded pretty, pretty much just like the response of the father in this story. He didn't say, son, you're a loser. Son, you way overbought. In fact, I remember calling him and telling him about my car, and, and, and he said, how much interest are you paying? I said, 21%. And he goes, it was, it was completely dead silence. <laughs> he said, well, son, you're going to learn. That's all he said. He didn't, he didn't say, you idiot, you know, which it was. It was a dumb move. Yes, it is. Too bad we don't learn a little easier than that sometimes. So he went home to his father. And when he was still a long way off, his father saw him. His heart pounding, he ran out, embraced him, and kissed him. The son started his speech. Father, I've sinned against, I've sinned against God. I've sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son ever again. 
But the father wasn't listening. Nah, he couldn't care less what he was saying. He called his servants, quick, bring a clean set of clothes and dress him. Put the family ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And then get the grain-fed heifer and, and roast it. We're going to feast. We're going to have a wonderful time. My son is here, given up for the dead and now alive, given up for lost but now found. And they begin to have a wonderful time. Come on. See, we serve a father that is without judgment of what we've done. Okay? See, this, this young man was repenting. He was coming back to his dad. He was humbled. It's in the words of, uh, in the words of Heidi Baker, he got low. And when he thought he was low, he even got lower. You know, Father, I don't care. I'll, I'll, be, I'll work in your fields. I'll be your servant. I just need a place to go. So how many of you know that that's a change that's very welcome? Yes. It's welcome to our Heavenly Father, and it's welcome to our earthly fathers. So if you're a father here, I want you to think of the way the father responded to the son. Because it's very easy for me to, to challenge Jaden and, and basically tell him what he's doing wrong and being hard on him and I'm just making a man out of you, you know, suck it up. You know, you, got, you made your bed, now, now sleep in it. And then on the other side, I see people that you're like, wow, man, that person just needs to kick that guy out of the house, right? That, that kid needs some tough love. Now, we don't know how the father was before. This is a parable. So we don't know if the father was hard to live with. We don't know if the father changed posture throughout the story. But I do know that the son changed posture. Come on. So what happened when the son changed posture? He, he arrives, he's starving, he's dirty, and he's like, I'm sorry. Immediately, he was restored. He said, bring us the robe. And this is the robe that, that kings wore. This is a, the heavy garment. This is the big robe. This is the, represents the robe of righteousness that God puts on us. Bring us the ring. The ring was a signet ring that said, you know what? If anybody that wears this ring has all authority of my family to act and transact business according to the family. He's been gone a long time. People don't know him. So this symbol is going to show that he has all the authority to work on my behalf. And by the way, put some sandals on his feet. And see, slaves didn't wear sandals. No, sandals were worn by, by kings. Sandals were worn by the upper echelon, by people of influence. So immediately, how long? I mean, he didn't even get to the house to get a shower. In fact, it says that he ran to meet him. See, there's an interesting part of this story that I liked, that I really was getting at this week when I was thinking and praying on this, is did you notice that the father never went looking? father never chased the father never sought out he knew his, his son was out there doing whatever but he didn't go looking but he was looking so what happened see the son felt dishonored 
I, the only reason that the son would respond the way he did to his father at the beginning of the story was because he felt dishonored. He didn't feel like his father was giving him enough money. He didn't feel like his father was giving him enough responsibility. He didn't feel like his father was giving him enough stuff. Kudos. Wasn't bragging on him enough. I can go do this on my own. Give me money. I'm out of here. You don't respect me. You don't honor me. I'm out of here. When did the father's honor kick in? But when the son got low. When the son showed honor to his father, because he did, he said, I recognize that my father was right. I recognize that my father knew what he was talking about. I honor him. I just want to go back and be in his stead. I just want to be there. Immediately, the honor kicked in. So my, my challenge for you this morning is anytime that we walk in a feeling of dishonor, honor more. Get low. Honor is not something that is just said. It is something that is done. The son came back and made the move to honor his dad, and immediately he was raised to honor. Immediately. Your heavenly father is ready to do the same thing. The minute we say, Lord, man, I've screwed up. I've messed up. He's like, shh, I don't want to hear it. I don't hear what you've done. Just know that from here on out, you're robed with righteousness. I give you the authority. I see your heart. Your heart is of repentance. I give you the authority to the kingdom. You have the authority to act on behalf of the kingdom like that. Wow. Now, I know that there's, there's, there's uh, theology, there's teaching, that you know, there's, there is a sanctification. Your life looks different. 20 years after you were saved than it does the day you were saved. I, I know that. But I will tell you this, that the day that you received salvation, you received your robe, you received your ring, and you received your sandals. And he brought the fatted calf. He didn't say go get the scrawny one that's eating out of the field that has nothing in it. He didn't say just go out and get any old cow. He said go get the heifer, the one that we have been fatting one that we've been feeding grain, and let's have a party. Whenever someone says yes in the kingdom, man, we are going to party. Amen? So this morning, I just want... (laughs) Carne asada, yes. So just know that kingdom thinking is transformed thinking. Every story that you've read in the Bible, I challenge you to read it again. And ask for new. Ask for new revelation. Because there's so many stories in this parable. <laughs> there's so many ways of thinking you can get out of the son, the son that was mad, the indignant son, the father. So my, my thing is I think that it should be, it should be changed. I think that the, that, the, that the story should be called, instead of the prodigal son, it's the story of the honoring father. So this morning, I want to tell you that it doesn't matter as a father where you thought you've went wrong or what you've done wrong. Honor your children. Honor reciprocates honor. And when you don't feel honored, what did I say? 
show more honor. And I had to use another reference. Get low. If you could take nothing else, you probably won't remember what I preached a day from now. Believe me, I'm not offended by that. But that's statistically true. But if you can get anything in your spirit this morning, anything in your spirit, get low. Humility is the gateway to honor. If you want to, to, to be honored, don't desire it. Don't work towards it. Because if you desire honor, you've got the wrong motives to begin with. And you will shoot yourself in the foot, so to speak. Amen? So this morning, I'm just going to have you stand up. Pizza's going to be here in like four minutes, so we're going we're gonna to bring... Yeah. Yeah. So this morning, I want you to think about your heavenly father. I want you to think about your earthly father. And I want you to think about how is it that I can get low? How can I get low to my earthly father? Maybe your relationship isn't there. Maybe you can't have a relationship. Maybe that relationship's because your father is no longer here with us. But it's all about the posture. It's all about your heart. My, my mother had a father that was abusive. And I remember as I was growing up, I didn't know much about that. All I ever heard from my mom was pretty much honor. And as I got older, I, I found out that that was something she had to overcome. It's something that she had to work through even after he was dead, after he died. She worked through this because until she could honor her father, until she could honor, she never felt like there was any honor in her life. And then I want you to think about your heavenly father. I want you to think about, maybe you don't feel like, maybe you're tired of struggling. Maybe you're tired of being working from hand to mouth just always always on the edge and you're you're really kind of have gotten to a place where you just feel that God that's God has you in that place he has you in the place of poverty he has you in a place of lack he has you in a place of sickness he wants you there well I'm going to tell you that that is dishonoring those mindsets are dishonoring to God see God is all about love and he's all about honor those are foundations and if we have those wrong mindsets, if we don't change our mind, Romans it says that, that we are to, to transform our minds. So this morning I just ask you to, to transform your mind and that God doesn't want you miserable. He doesn't want you sick. No, I honor you, Lord. I honor you, Father, that you have given me life and life abundantly. Father, I honor you that you know better. And I bring myself to a place of humility to even be part of your kingdom. I want you guys to close your eyes. Bow your heads. And at CFTM, we don't do that because we're ashamed or whatever. It's just a simple matter of privacy. But if you're here this morning you've not given your life to Christ if you don't know this honoring this opportunity to be 
part of the kingdom, then I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. here this morning and you've known Jesus but you started down a path of dishonored thinking, you've gone down a path of you know what God, he just wants me to be miserable I guarantee you that's not where he is and you want to break through, free from that, you want to break free from that condemnation, you want to break free from, from this, this stinking thinking, then I'm going to ask you to raise your hand as well Like, he's, like Dina said this morning if our heavenly father knows how to give good gifts how much more does our oh. <laughs> I said that wrong if our earthly fathers know how to give good gifts how much more and beautiful gifts does our father give us our heavenly father so father this morning I just pray for each person that raised their hand father I just thank you you know who they are. I thank you that they've chosen to go low. I thank you that they've decided, Lord, it's not a, it's not worth it anymore. I give it all to you. You are the best. I give you all the honor and the glory this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're here this morning and you have a sickness in your body, no matter what it is, if it's a hangnail and you want some, you want some uh, prayer on it, Come on forward. We want to pray for you. Thank you for coming this morning. Thank you so much for choosing this podcast from CFTN Payson. We are Church for the Nations in Payson, Arizona. We are a Bible-believing church and believe God has a word for you today. You can reach us at www.cftnpayson.com or you can give us a call at 928-444-8791. God bless you.